Hi everyone, welcome to the finale episode on the Elevation series, another episode on Unplug with Annie and it's just been such an amazing series, have got to speak to such wonderful people and I end this series with another member of the Alchemy Tribe, someone I connected with and got to meet when I was out in Los Angeles in July. Uh, His name is Jonier Lockett and he's a native of LA where he grew up as a student athlete playing multiple sports including soccer and football and after school he was fortunate enough to continue that um, and and also earn multiple awards with sports so it was always a passion for him. Um, After college Jornier enjoyed a successful career in broadcast media advertising having worked with some of the biggest global brands including Disney Motion Pictures, Sony Pictures, Nissan Motors, McDonald's and many others. However, when not negotiating contracts uh, by the day, he was pursuing his other passion during evenings and weekends as a personal trainer and strength conditioning coach. And after almost 20 years in media and just over 15 years as a health coach, he decided to then make health and fitness his full-time passion and therefore developed his coaching company called Lockdown Athletics. So we're going to be talking about that, about his experience, about um, a lot of a lot of things and he's doing amazing work he's got the opportunity to work with several high level entertainers like Jennifer Garner Michelle Pfeiffer so many credits um, on his name and and he's he's definitely known for putting people through the through their workouts and nutrition plans and and really encouraging them to to live their best self so I'm very very excited to end the elevation series with Jonier. Hi, Jonia. Welcome to Unplug with Annie. We're so looking forward to having you on. And you're actually the final guest on the Elevation series. So that's really exciting. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Anissa. I appreciate it. Glad I could be a part of it. Yeah, me too. And again, Jonia is someone that I've connected with through the Alchemy Tribe. We've got a lot of guests on from the Alchemy Tribe. Um, So it's amazing uh, having connected with so many people around the world and everyone is doing something different, which is incredible. So tell us a little bit about you because, you know, you're coming from a marketing background and you've gone into fitness and and sports, something completely different. How did that all happen? Sure, sure. Um, well, first of all, yes, our Alchemy Tribe is amazing. <laughs> we got so many, so many cool people in there, which has been, been great. Um, so I appreciate the connection as well. It's how I met you. Yeah. But yeah, so my journey, my journey into fitness actually was a, a kind of the long circle around to where I am now. Um, I was an athlete growing up, played sports my entire life. Football and track became my, my two main things when I was in high school. And then I continued on playing football going into uh, university. Mm-hmm. So initially, I was actually a health major, thinking that I was either going to be a coach or physical education teacher or something along those lines. Um, and then I ended up changing majors halfway through. So I was two years in health education and decided to pivot and wanted to be a, a businessman. I wanted to be a business guy. So mm-hmm. I ended up um, going down a completely different path halfway through and studying uh, business administration. And then I came out of school, had no idea what I wanted to do. I was just, I'm going to put on a suit and tie and go to work and have a briefcase every day yeah. type of thing. But I didn't know exactly what that was going to look like. 
Mm -hmm. um, so when I came home from school, I had the opportunity uh, to go. I actually went into finance first, did it for about nine months and absolutely hated it. Could just couldn't do it. Um, but I was still going to continue to stay in business, just didn't know what. So long story short, one of my closest friends uh, was working in broadcast media advertising uh, for Disney Pictures. And she says, hey, you know what? We're looking for um, a coordinator and an assistant to, uh, to help out with our marketing plans for television commercials and launching the movies. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her some details and it just went right, literally went right over my head. But that's like, I need a job. Here's my resume. If they call me, great. Uh, if they don't, whatever. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, I got a call two days later from uh, the lady that, uh, that brought me in. And I, I still talk to her to this day. She was like a mother figure for me. And that is actually how I stumbled into broadcast media advertising. So mm -hmm. I joined the, uh, the agency that was handling Disney Touchstone Pictures at the time and spent several years there. Um, but I was still super active uh, after I was done playing football out of college. So I was doing all kinds of uh, flag football events and still going to the gym all the time. So I, my love for it never really went away. Mm -hmm. And um, while I, I kind of had an itch to coach, uh, I was down this com completely different path and then literally spur of the moment, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to get a personal training certification. And uh, so I was doing both. I was an assistant during the day and then I was training people at night. And that's pretty much how it started. And this is 20 years, 21 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So wh wh when we met and you were telling me a bit about it in person, you also said that, you know, you reached that point where it was getting a little bit monotonous and you, you knew you wanted to take the leap. And like, that's a big thing to do. Obviously that, that sure. there's a lot of risk attached when you do something like that. So for right. other, for other people sort of in that transition or maybe tampering on the idea of wanting to leave a profession or a career for another, for something they really want to do. What sure. would your, what would you say to them? Because you've been there and done that. Yeah, sure. No, that's a, a really good question. Um, and I, you and I were, were talking about this because I know, I know uh, our boy Gary, Gary V talks about this a lot, about yeah. that transition of yeah. leaving a career to chase a passion, right? Yeah. And uh, for me, it was, a, it, was, it was kind of a long journey. So A, whatever it is that you really want to do and transition towards, um, making sure that you have done all of your homework um, as far as business logistics and having systems in place Mm -hmm. where you can hit the ground running mm -hmm. and it's not like you have to dive all the way in just uh, you know the the side hustle is a real thing yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. um if it's if it's your side hustle for two months two years whatever that looks like making sure that you're actually a, a, a allotting the time to study what it would look like long term if you were mm -hmm. to make that jump because um, i've seen plenty of people make the jump too soon and and have it backfire on them and um and and it, and it happens and not that anything's wrong with that yeah. but just having a plan having a plan in place um yeah. Yeah. not even necessarily to replace your entire income per se but mm -hmm. that has to be part of it you have to have a pretty good idea of that transition if you're replacing um an income you gotta have gotta have a roof over your head um just making sure that you can can pull back some of the expenditure that are non-business related. Um, how much you can do to get by 
um, so that you can then dive headfirst into your own project and your own business and then figuring out how to scale it from there. That's, yeah. that's really what it comes down to is, is having a, a, a strategy in place. And again, it doesn't have to be super quick, but having a good idea of what your numbers look like and your time, like how much time you're going to be able to, to devote to the project. So when were you able to make that transition from so losing the, forget, like not doing the assisting to, to being able to coach full time? Assuming you, you are coaching now full time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm coaching full time, but it was, again, yeah. that was, it was a long, it was a long road because I was, I was training. Mm -hmm. And then for a few years, I, I left it by the, the wayside. I didn't, didn't train anymore. And I was, and, and as I moved up the, uh, the career ladder, if you will, um, you know, I became, uh, you know, sales manager of a broadcast sales team. And I wasn't really coaching at all at that point. So I still had a passion for it, but that's mm -hmm. actually how I became an online coach um, and a distant coach because I was working with so many different executives like myself that were business travelers living out of a suitcase um, and their health was terrible. And I went through that as well. I was, I was highly stressed, high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. um, you know, raising, uh, raising a young daughter, um, went through all those different things. And the one thing that always kept me grounded was my fitness and my health and making sure that I ate right. Cause there were a lot of dinners, late night dinners and negotiating with, uh, with the uh, agency people as well as the, the television networks and all that stuff. So there's a lot of high stress that goes along with that. So I had to have some sort of outlet. Uh, otherwise, I would have uh, would have crumbled, and and I was I was stressed out for for quite a long time, and it yeah. was taking care of my health that kind of kept me grounded and kind of brought me back center. Mm -hmm. And um, so what happened was people were asking me, "How are you finding time to do these things?" Mm -hmm. And I would tell them, "I said, you know, I actually carve out the time. I appointment set with myself, and on these days, these mornings, uh, this is what I do. If I'm traveling, then I." We'll check out the hotel gym and see what they have available. Go get a quick 20 minute, 30 minute workout in, run, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. And that just really just helped me um, de-stress and take some of the, uh, the, the load off. Because um, I would carry all of that stress right here on my shoulders, yeah. my back and, and hips and stuff. And I was like, enough, I can't, can't do it anymore. So people started asking me to write programs for them. So I did. And uh, that's really how lockdown started was, putting people on lockdown and, and having them literally look at their schedule every single day and finding those windows where they can take care of themselves. And that's yeah. ultimately how it started was coaching, uh, coaching other executives that were living out of the, the suitcase. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 And how did you, because now like if we, if we look at uh, businesses, just generally, there's so many entrepreneurs. It, it's quite glamorized online, like, you know, being your own boss. Yeah. There's a lot of, coaches as well so how do you find your niche and and, and set up a, a business model which is appropriate and and all of it and, and and be different when there seems to be there seems to be so much i i don't want to use the word competition competition is not bad but there's yeah also, it's noisy it's really yeah, noisy. It, it, it's, it's becoming noisy now not just necessarily in fitness coaching but just all kinds of coaching yeah no that's 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 real yeah. um yeah. That's a really, that's a really good question, by the way. So um, the interesting thing is, is having a niche. You, you've got to be able to speak the language of the people that you want to serve at first and foremost. Um, so for me, it was dealing with busy moms, dads that have kids 
and they're strapped for time and have no idea uh, what the difference between a quality meal is and uh, and what a health and, and what a really bad meal is. It's all the same to them. Uh, they yeah. just know that something's not working and they need to figure that out. And because I lived that as a husband and a father and, and, a, and a busy executive myself, uh, I could speak their language. So that's basically who I, I, I cater myself to. Um, there are coaches that cater to strictly, um, you know, weekend warrior athletes. And I do a little bit of that as, as, as well because a lot of the people that I'm coaching, all of a sudden they want to go run 5Ks and they want to go do, um, you know, obstacle course running. They want to get back on the tennis court or they want to do a triathlon. And I ask them to, to set goals for themselves. And that's really what it comes down to is meeting them where they are and then taking baby steps to get them to move in the right direction. Um, and I think one of the biggest problems that, that we see, to, to your point earlier, is there, there seems to be this quick fix mantra for everything. Like, if you, yeah. can, you can lose 45 pounds in 30 days. So that, mm -hmm. Okay, great. And then what? Like, yeah. What does that look like after the fact, right? And you see a lot of yo-yo dieting, a lot of extremes, and uh, a lot of people will get married to, and you see this a lot as well, a, a lot of people will get married to a particular way of eating. It has to be keto, keto, it has to be paleo, it has to be whatever. Mm. And the reality is it's different for everybody. And just understanding um, that space and speaking the language to them. So if you know that people are going to have kids at home, there's probably going to be some treats running around in, in that house in, in a cabinet hidden somewhere, right? Yeah. So how do, we, how do we deal with those things? And just teaching people how to deal with those things on a normal interactive level. Um, and then, so I just try to meet people where they are without being too crazy over the top. So they don't need to do back handsprings and, uh, and push-ups into somersaults to get in shape. At the end of the day, we just want you to move. I just want you to move better and eat better. Yeah. And I just teach people how to do that within the time that they're allotted. So essentially, you, you need to know, you need to have a, a specific audience in your mind and be able to cater to them. Yeah, you can't be everything to everybody. Yeah. Um, perfect example, like, you know, I, I understand you know, power lifting as far as like those that go into the gym and they want to have the best squat, the best bench press and the, the biggest deadlift. Uh, that's not necessarily my area. I can get you started in that space, mm -hmm. but then I have a handful of coaches in my network where I can hand them off. Like if that's the route that you want to go, then right. that's where you go. And I've done that before. I have had clients that all of a sudden they get an interest in Olympic lifting. I teach Olympic lifting do they, they want to go and actually do it at a competitive level, then I'm going to hand you off. That's the space that you want to go. So that's, that's not necessarily my, my thing. Mm. So really understanding where your lane is and who you want to serve and vice versa. There are people that are, that are Olympic lifting coaches, great ones that all of a sudden some of their people want to go do other fitness things. They want to be CrossFit um, competitors and, or whatever it may be. And so just understanding your lane and who yeah. it is that uh, your audience is and speaking to them, um, you know, in a really authentic way, rather than trying to be everything to everybody. Yeah. I think that's really big. And, and how important is it to be adaptive as an entrepreneur? Because I feel like another thing is also there's a certain amount of you knowing the kind of work you want to do and the kind of content you might want to put out, but it could be that your audience want to see something else and how much is, is like finding, how much do you have to, I suppose what I really want to say is, how much do you have to then adapt to what 
that specific audience, what you find that that audience wants, as opposed to you just putting out the stuff that you want to do. And I think, I don't know if it's so much applicable as a coach, but I know with other things, it really is like me as an sure. athlete. Yeah. I, I just feel like sometimes the, the, the stuff I really like putting out, people aren't connecting with so much. And then I put something yeah. else random out and they connect with that. Sure, sure, sure. Because you have a you have a broad range of people that have found you, right? Um, right. You know, just based on your on your on your platform, right? Right. And right. this the same thing happens uh, with me. As an example, if I put out I've put out videos with uh, speed and and agility mechanics and stuff like that. So next thing you know, I have athletes that are following me, but they don't necessarily come to me for nutrition advice. You know right. what I mean? So, right, right, um, right. And, uh, and, and vice versa. You know, I have the, the moms and dads that just want to eat better and, and know how to do a proper squat and a lunge. Mm -hmm. And they could care less, um, you know, <laughs> what a, uh, a, a, a sprint looks like as far as the, the, the knee position and the ankle drive and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, you have to really have a relationship with all of them because they're coming to you for something. Right. So I think surveying is a, is a great way to do that. Um, asking questions and having a relationship with them. And I'm really big on that. That's something that I, I really tried to set out to do from the very beginning. If anyone's following me on, on social, I want to reply back to them if they leave a comment. Oh, I never thought about that. Or could you, uh, what do you think about X, Y, Z based on this video? Mm -hmm. And being able to have a relationship is key. Um, cause that will tell you a lot about what everybody is looking for is basically listening to the audience and then doing, doing surveys and just understanding uh, where they are. Uh, cause again, those that have been with you for a long time, they're also maturing with you. You know what True. I mean? So, True. so the, the uh, so, so where you met their need six, seven months ago, uh, is in a different place. And now I might say something in a different way that sparks an aha moment for them. Like, Oh, you know what? I need to try that. Mm -hmm. I'd never thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, so being adaptable to your audiences, I think is, is a, is a really good strategy and just being able to communicate with them and finding out what they like, what, what do yeah. they want from you? How can you best serve them? Yeah. I think it's important to remember that switch. We sometimes forget that, but sure. going, going back to a, um, a health and fitness, more mm -hmm. the health and fitness side from a preventative point of view, then what can people do? Because, um, I, I'm sure that you also work with people who have, suffered certain injuries and then it's about getting them mobile again and, and getting yep. them injury uh, proof in a way. Mm -hmm. What are the certain basic things that we can do to have, to, to look forward to sustained health throughout the year and like not necessarily a specific goal or any extreme, but just on a daily basis? Sure. I think the number one thing, uh, and I mentioned it earlier, is making time to move. It doesn't have to be super high intensive. It could be as easy as a 20, 30, 40 minute walk. Just put on headphones, throw on a podcast and just move with intent for the amount of time that you have allotted for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So moving regularly is going to be number one. Yeah. Feel free to play. Like exercise can be what you want it. If you want to go hike, go hike. You want to swim, go swim. Uh, ride a bike, you know, go to a spin class, do yoga, hit the gym. It really doesn't matter. I really try to tell people to do things that they like. And so when I do my online programming, that is actually one of the main things that I'll throw in there is what can we program for you to do that's an activity that you enjoy? 
So if you don't enjoy going to the gym and you'd rather do calisthenics at home, then that's perfectly fine. Now we can schedule time for you to be on the tennis court. Here's going to be some of your, your warm up and protocols to get you ready to move. But um, we start there with what do you like to do? What do you don't like? What, what do you not like to do? Yeah. Um, so those are the number, n- number, number one, uh, number one thing is figuring out what you like and then let's start there. Uh, but we have to get some movement in. So if you're at a desk job all day long, finding time to get up from that desk, stretch for two, three seconds, and then take a quick walk. That could be five minutes, 10 minutes. I used to actually go out and take a lot of my conference calls while I was walking. Mm. So I'm like, look, I can just dial in. Like we've got cell phones now. I don't have to be glued to the desk. I yeah. can walk down the street. Um, either if I brought my lunch, I could take it with me and go sit at a park, go sit in my car, uh, just walk around the block. And you do that two, three times a day. Now you have found your 30 minutes, yeah, right? True. So it's, there's little hidden strategies in there. If you're, if you're going grocery shopping, park at the far end of the parking lot, go in, get your stuff. And then you have to push that cart down to the, to the end. Don't circle around for 10 minutes trying to find <laughs> that first spot. <laughs> you know who you are out there. <laughs> oh, so it's really, it's really basic things which people find super overwhelming. Super basic things. Yeah. And it's uh, those super simple strategies just to get moving. Now, let's, you know, if it's somebody that, uh, that has been moving and they've been on the start and stop um, roller coaster, you know, they just, they, they start for two weeks and then they stop. Um, I think a lot of that just deals with front frustration with not seeing results right away. And that goes back to what I mentioned earlier about this quick, quick fix thing that we see going on right now. And Mm -hmm. the reality is it's a long game. We've got a long life to live. So if you don't move, eventually you will become stiff and you won't be able to move it anymore. And, um, and I, I say this to, you know, some of my, my elders, you know, I talk to my in-laws and my mom about it all the time. like, you guys, keep moving, stay active, do what you have to do to, uh, to walk around and, and just stay, stay pliable. You know, the joints like when we move around, the body is very adaptable. Yeah. And um, so just kind of finding ways to, to, to fit that in is, is the start really at the end of the day. And then progressions happen from there. Okay. All right. So you're doing um, push-ups on your knees now, but a month from now you're doing three with your knees off of the ground. Great. That's still yeah. a progression. Yeah, and everybody wants it right now, but there is a linear um, or alternating linear, depending on what you're training for, Mm -hmm. um, to getting to just optimal health at the end of the day. Because that's really what it comes down to: is are you living uh, a lifestyle that's going to promote longevity and fight illness? Yeah, and other than other than of course the fitness part of it um Mm -hmm. in terms of nutrition then it's so confusing because like you mentioned earlier you mentioned there's keto and paleo and on all of these different things um and then you know there are people saying well every diet works essentially if you give it enough time but like you know finding what what's right for you and what is that balance what is your opinion on people now shifting to you know more plant-based diets as well in terms of a long a long long-term nutrition yeah you know what and uh, that's a really good question because we do see a lot a lot of plant-based plant-based transitioning going on right now and uh, and that's yeah. totally fine um and it again it works all of it all yeah. of it works um you know where the where it gets really cloudy is understanding that you're gonna have to if you're trying to lose weight let's just start there if you're trying to lose weight 
you're going to have to put yourself in a caloric deficit. You're going to have to reduce the amount of food you're eating. And we know that, you know, plants, fruits, and vegetables um, don't carry a ton of calories. It's really hard to overeat an apple and a bowl of uh, broccoli. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going back for thirds and fourths of those things, right? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of fiber going on, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, the the start, regardless of uh, the diet, is is understanding calorie load. Um, but on top of that, is is trying to reduce the processed foods from your diet. So eating real, earth grown. Um, minimally processed nutrition is going to be the way to go. So that's uh, eating fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds. Um, you know, if, if it's fish, if you, if you are a carnivore and you want to have fish, eggs, lean cuts of meat, um, you know, quality obviously matters as well, but you want to try to eliminate as much of the process mm -hmm. as possible mm -hmm. and then start to tailor it from there. So let's start with just eating whole foods first. Yeah, because um, it's, it's really hard once you eliminate the process out of your diet to then overeat all the other stuff. You will get hungry. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you're going to find yourself transitioning and being able to process your food better. Your digestion improves. And then next thing you know, your energy level goes up because now you're exercising regularly. That's why they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where, yeah, you really have to test and stick yeah. with it because it's yeah. um Again, it's that start-stop thing that, uh, that gets a lot of people in trouble. Yeah, definitely. I, I see that a lot. And I think, like you said, people wanting those instantaneous results. And it's just, you know, not understanding you need to give it that time, for sure. Sure. Do sure. You... And there's going to be days, there's going to be weeks where, you, where the scale's not going to move. If, if the scale is your thing. But so, so, you know, the, the, the really understand that uh, there's more to that number on the scale. Yeah. How are you feeling? What's your energy like? What does your sleep look like? Um, uh, are you are, are your clothes fitting differently? Because you could be adding lean muscle tissue and losing body fat, mm -hmm. and you're physically small, a smaller human, but you weigh the same because you know you're putting on uh, lean muscle mass, and that mm -hmm. happens. Water retention, all those different things, will yeah. play a role. So, losing weight is not just a a slippery slope going down. It's peaks and valleys and uh, a lot of hormonal things that goes on. So um, yeah. th those are things that people really have to keep in mind um, when they're trying to embark on a new lifestyle. And do you always recommend, I, I mean, I think coaching is such a good way to do things correctly because another thing is that we see so much on social media now and I feel with fitness as well, anybody and everyone are sort of making fitness videos. And yeah. if, you're, if you're just sort of following any plan, which is very generic and also there's a danger of, there's a danger of, of, of experiencing injuries because the form and yes. technique is so important. So how Huge can we, part. Is it, is, it just, is it just warming up and cooling down? Are those the basic things we can do to stay away from injuries or is there a lot more to it? Yeah, that's a really, really good question um, and an important one, important one because, yeah, you, you definitely want to have a little bit of a warm up before you get into any sort of um, intense training. Look, if you're going to go out for a walk, uh, just put one foot in front of the other and you're going to be okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you're going to be jumping around and flopping around in your living room, um, technique matters. And uh, so that's where the coaching does come in. Uh, having someone who can actually put an eye to your movement uh, to keep you from injuring yourself. As an example, uh, lunges are, are one of those moves that 
um, you know, you, you see on the screen, yeah, just do this lunge. But there's so much that goes into it that can tweak a knee um, or your back if, you're, if your foot is in the wrong, uh, wrong position over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, or jumping lunges, you know, squats, all those different things play a bit of a role. Your hand position on push-ups. So, yeah, technique becomes a, uh, a really important thing if you don't know and you've never done it before. So to your point, yeah, you can, you know, grab one of these apps and uh, I'm going to do this workout and it's intermediate or advanced. And all you're looking for is getting a burn, chasing mm -hmm. the burn and, uh, mm -hmm. and trying to get a sweat going. And then you're injuring yourself. And I've, I've seen it happen. You know, when I worked in the clinical setting, there's plenty of people that came through the doors at, at our physical therapy office that yeah. tweaked something by doing something ridiculous as simple as a lunch. So, yeah, I can yeah. imagine. I can imagine. And with technology, do you feel now, where do you think the future is headed in terms of coaching and online businesses? Do you think that there is going to be a point where technology kind of takes over? Or do you think there's always going to be a demand for, for, for businesses in the online space? Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to continue to evolve. I think you're going to start seeing a lot more live coaching, similar to what we're doing here. And I do it now uh, where we, we can hop on a video call um, and do real-time assessments, real-time um, movement analysis and stuff like that. And that's not going to go away uh, at, at the end of the day. I think it's going to get, uh, you know, as technology evolves. Um, uh, I, I definitely think having someone hands-on is 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 not going away either because at the end of the day a lot of my clients that i i work with personally on a day-to-day -day basis they like me being there cracking the whip <laughs> at the end of the day they, yeah, they want someone they want someone there that's going to uh push them for the extra two three four reps have them keep moving in with within the last 10 seconds of the the uh the set or the round so that they don't stop and they can maximize the time um that you some people just can't do by themselves. Um, so those little, those little things matter when it comes to having a coach. And it's no different if you look at sports, it's the same way. When you have a, a coach that is in your ear and they see things that you don't, um, they also know your nuances. They know what bus, buttons to push, um, where just watching a video, I can stop whenever I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but having that interaction, that coach client interaction becomes, you know, really important when it, when you're trying to really go, um, uh, through a long, a, a long-term strategy, if you will, um, yeah. towards your health and, and improving performance. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to ask you, cause I feel like this is something that, um, I think a lot of us take for granted or maybe ignore as a component in, in the health and fitness kind of spectrum, but, sure. um, the importance of like sleep affecting your, your health goals. Ooh, yeah. Uh, it, like if you could shed, shed some light on that, because especially because like, I, I feel like we, we kind of out of every component or maybe food is, is the biggest one. I'm not sure. Um, but I they go like, hand in hand. They go yeah, hand in hand. Yeah, I yeah. feel like sleep is another one that we we tend to compromise on first. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's so true. Um, I actually just started tracking my sleep about a week and a half ago, so it's it's actually I'm glad oh, you wow. brought that up. Wow. Um, because you know my schedule's changed uh, a lot, so I'm up a lot earlier than I had been in the past, and then for me, you know, you we recover 
whether we're exercising or not, while we're sleeping. So all of that nutrition and all that training that we've been doing for these 16 to 18 hours that we've been awake, the body and the hormones has to reset itself eventually. So that happens when we sleep. So getting good quality sleep, typically seven to nine hours is a good adequate adequate window um, to do that. And it is often neglected. We hear this grind, 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 and I don't want to go to sleep, and uh, you got to sleep when I'm dead. Well, <laughs> uh, eventually, eventually the body starts to shut itself down and becomes yeah. really fatigued during the day. And next thing you know, you're drinking coffee and you're not figuring out, like, why am I always tired? Yeah. And it's because your, your body is in a fight or flight type of mode. And, and it, it does require sleep, especially if you have a, str- a stressful job or position. You definitely want to make sure that you're getting adequate sleep, uh, quality sleep um, uh, during the the course of the night. But that's actually where our body heals itself is when we're sleeping. So Mm -hmm. we might think that that milkshake that you have uh, after your workout is doing. Yeah. And it's helpful. Yeah. At the end of the day, we our hormones and everything else reset itself after we're uh, after we're in bed and and cozied up in that pillow. Yeah. No, really important. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you've highlighted this. So to everyone listening, they realize the importance because, yeah, I definitely think, I, I think I've also been guilty of that. But, yeah, I'm recognizing how important it is. I, I definitely feel burnt out when I've gone a few days without good sleep. Sure. Yeah, and I'm, I'm the, the exact same way. That's why I started tracking. I was actually uh, talking mm-hmm. to one of, one of my clients who um, he's been tracking for almost a year. And we would sit there and look at the analytics. But like I said, when I started changing my schedule around and getting up way earlier, I just noticed that I would like I was off. And I'm like, you know, what? my quality of sleep isn't very good. So let me find a way to kind of dial that in and figure it out. And mm-hmm. it was eye opening. It was eye opening. And, you know, the, the lack of sleep and the restlessness that I was getting. So now it's actually better because I've put some strategies in place to go to bed um, without watching the TV or flipping through Instagram or whatever it may be. And just having a nighttime routine to shut yourself off at a specific time in order to change that circadian rhythm. Um, Now that I'm getting up earlier, I have to go to bed a little earlier and now I'm in more of a flow. Yeah. Amazing. It's something I think we all have to do. Amazing. It's true. Well, it's been so great to chat with you and have this conversation you too. about coaching. I just have a few more questions just to yeah, wind down. Sure. Um, yep. So one thing, if you can talk about what you do, Jonio, for your, um, for your mental health and peace of mind, something you do every day consistently. Gotcha. So three things that I do on a regular basis is going back to what I just mentioned about the sleep is I actually get up early every day just so I could have quiet time to myself to start the day. Yeah. So um, for me, while kids are sleeping, wife is sleeping, I can get <laughs> up, brew my coffee, and then I read and I meditate. Those are the first two things I do to start my day, is try to get my mindset right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's before I even go into my uh, looking at the calendar just to make sure that uh, I, I have all my ducks in a row uh, as I get into my day. Mm-hmm. But making sure that it's on the front end and the back end is really my, my, my habits. So on the front end, it's making sure that I get up early enough to have breakfast because that's just me. I have to have breakfast. I know not everybody does. I have to eat. Um, I meditate 
and I like to read. I actually have to start off with uh, a little bit of reading and, um, and then I just go about my day. At the end of the day, that would be the other one that I do on a regular basis is try to shut down earlier and I like to read before I go to bed. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, training obviously is, is a big part of my, my life. I don't, I think that kind of speaks for itself. So, mm-hmm. you know, getting some sort of movement and I'm on my feet a lot anyway, but getting a yeah. focused workout in yeah. and that's not every day. Again, that's that, that's not every day. I don't run myself into the ground, um, anymore, at least not like I used to, yeah. but, um, I have figured out what works for me. So, mm-hmm. um, I get, you know, a couple of intense workouts during the week and then the rest of it is just kind of lifestyle type of stuff long walks, playing with my son and running around with him. He's almost four. So, you know, that, that expends a lot of energy to <laughs> him around. And so, um, but those are the things that, that really make everything else operate efficiently is yeah. uh, starting my day off on the right foot and being in control of my day. Because when I don't, everything else seems super scattered. I'm rushing out of the house and I'm stressed out. And yeah. being able to ease into the day, I think, is having a routine is really important yeah definitely definitely agree with you and for anyone listening who is contemplating maybe starting a new fitness routine maybe just wants to start eating better what Mm -hmm. what kind of advice what what would your advice be to people looking to to start up something like maybe somebody who doesn't have a lot of time on their hands but i know that you you mentioned earlier already that even 20 minutes you know is is a, Mm -hmm. is a good amount of time so what would you say to them Look, if you're just starting out from the very beginning, uh, I just mentioned earlier your morning routine. Get, start getting up a little bit earlier and just go for a brisk walk just to start your day. That could be 10 minutes, could be 20 minutes. Throw on the headphones, put on your favorite music, put on a podcast, and just go at it. If you want to stay at home, you know you can set a clock uh, for you know 20 minutes. First five minutes, just warm up with some jumping jacks and stretching out and getting some mobility in get a little meditation in and then start with just some body weight movements. Um, do as many rounds as you can in 10, 15 minutes of push-ups, squats, and maybe holding a plank or something like that. And then you can scale that. It's super easy for you to scale that because if you set yourself up and say, okay, I want to do five rounds of this in 15 minutes and then you hit it. Okay. Next time you got to go six rounds go six, you know, six and a half, maybe it's five and a couple of reps, but being able to track those things that are scalable, then you start to see success and you know that you're improving. And so that's really where it starts is just, just really small baby steps. Like today's the day, yeah. set the appointment. And that's what I was saying is like, don't let all the excuses get in the way, set the appointment for yourself. What days are those going to be? It may not, it doesn't have to be seven days a week. It could yeah. be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then just extracurricular play on Saturday and Sunday. Just you know, just being out and about and, and uh, passively active, you know, and low, in- and yeah, I was going to say low intensity, steady state cardio is just as good is just, just as long as you're moving around. Yeah. yeah I was yeah, just, I was moving. just going to say, so the tw- 20 minutes essentially can, it can make a big difference. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Because if, you, if you do that, yeah. Say, let's say you do a 20 minute, uh, a 20 minute intensive, uh, you're going to feel so much better when it's done. You know, this, it's, uh, you're, you're going to look back like, oh my gosh, I actually accomplished something that I wasn't doing for the last two, three, five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just those 20 minutes, just what it can do for you psychologically 
uh, will set you up for, okay, I'm going to do it again. And then, you know, it's one day after the other. And all it is is a small progression and just don't quit at the end of the day. So yeah, set yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. Lastly, find someone to hold you accountable. That's the mm -hmm. other thing mm -hmm. is uh, it's one thing to have it on your calendar. It's yeah. another thing to have someone asking you, did you get it done? <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Doing it with a friend, you know, going, I think exercise with a friend is another, another good one. Yeah. Um, you know, having a partner that might be in the same situation as you, if yeah. you have one, I highly recommend you guys do it together. Amazing. Great, yeah. great advice. And last but not least, uh, you love being an entrepreneur because? Um, freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, I like, I like, I like the, uh, the freedom to execute ideas um, as they come. Uh, not that I want to execute all the ideas, but things that I think that are strategies that I've seen other successful strength coaches and mentors of mine um, it just allows me to kind of plug in some different element that I've seen be successful for them. Um, mm -hmm. It also allows me to create my own model, my own, uh, my own business framework when it comes to my time management with family, um, my commitment to my athletes and uh, my clients. And so, you know, for, for me, at the end of the day, it's about creating value um, for people and helping them get where they want to go. That's where I get fulfilled. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. Um, cause I've, I've been in a space where I'm not healthy. You know, my, uh, my, my dad passed away of a mass, massive heart attack. My mom has had two in the past and, you know, thank God mm -hmm. she's still here to talk about it and she's more active than she's, she's ever been. Um, despite having two hip replacements, she's still going, still kicking. Wow. But I've seen the ramifications of, a poor lifestyle because it's in my family. You know, I've, yeah. I've had to actually witness it firsthand and I've had high blood pressure myself. I've, I've, I've had, um, you know, doctors say, dude, you, you've got to get this, uh, the stress level and your blood pressure together. Otherwise uh, you're, you're on the short path to, uh, to pass away yourself. So I don't say these things because I want you to do it. I say yeah. it because I've lived it yeah. working in a, in a really stressful um, corporate environment and managing the life that goes around it as far as my personal life with family. So um, that's really where that, uh, that comes from as an entrepreneur for me is being able to provide value and impact for the, the people around me. That's ultimately why I dove into it. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for being part Thank of it. Thank you, Anissa. And Glad I could do it. Yeah, sharing your journey. And this is the final episode on Elevation. And we end with awesome. you. So that's super awesome. Um, I can't wait to share this with everyone. If anyone has any questions, I'll be tagging you and they can contact you directly Perfect. as well. Yeah, and, love it. Um, yeah, we'll be in touch and then keep me posted on the journey. Yes, I definitely will. You as well. Absolutely. Of course. So, and, of uh, course. Yeah, it was great getting to hang with you when you came out uh, a couple weeks ago as well. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I'm so glad we met. For sure. Amazing. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
And that was the end of another episode on the Elevation series. I'm super excited about next Sunday. Do stay tuned. And for all updates regarding the podcast Unplug with Annie, do follow and like the page Unplug with Annie on Instagram and Facebook. We're now on 10 platforms, including Spotify, Anchor and iTunes.